This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's very impressive 2-0 Champions League victory over Red Bull Salzburg. A second goal in as many games from the revitalised Naby Keita and a quite incredible effort from Mohamed Salah ensured the holders top Group B and booked their place in the knockout stages. There'll be plenty more talk on that in the coming days on the Blood Red channel, but this podcast is all about what happened at the Red Bull Arena this evening. And we'll start as ever by getting the verdict of our full-time Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst before before we hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's press conference after the match, and then the thoughts of five of our regular fan callers. Enjoy. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool are through to the last 16 of the Champions League after a 2-0 win here at Red Bull Salzburg in Austria. Goals from Naby Keita and Mohamed Salah doing the business for the Reds, uh, and they'll go through to the last 16 draw, which will be made later this month. Uh, it was an end-to-end game in the first half in particular. Uh, both teams come out and were really looking to, uh, to to go for goal and look like both teams could score at any time they went forward, really. Liverpool had Virgil van Dijk to thank for keeping it goalless early on before Brazilian goalkeeper Alisson made a brilliant double save from Huang and Minamino. And uh, Liverpool had chances themselves. Naby Keita and Mohamed Salah both went close. Uh, they would eventually get the goals uh, themselves, of course. Uh, Salah missed a couple, missed a halfful, if I'm being honest. It really could have been more than just the one goal for the Egyptian tonight. But uh, the first goal came um, in the second half. Down the left, Sadio Mane crossed it in. Uh, goalkeeper Shishan Stankovic got nowhere near it. And um, Keita was left with an empty net to, to nod into. And within a minute it was 2-0. Salah once again making the most of the goalkeeper's indecision. He rounded them and tucked it away from a tight angle on his weaker right foot. Really was a spectacular finish from the Egyptian king. And Jürgen Klopp was at a loss to describe uh, how exactly he, he did it um, in his post-match press conference. Liverpool really should have put the game to bed. They had a half full of chances, as I say. Mane, Milner, uh, Mane and um, Origi all going close. And uh, in the end, they didn't need to. It was a 2-0 comfortable win. Um, should have been more, but Liverpool won't care about that. Once again, they've shown why they're European champions, why they're probably the most feared team in this competition, and they'll go into uh, the last 16 draw later this month with nothing to fear. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, again, the team showed all the good sides of itself tonight. Defended very well. And then scoring some, some real good goals, maybe not at first, but, but the chances <coughs> an impressive display in all, in, in all aspects, really. True. Um, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have more respect actually for what Salzburg is doing here. Although I know how, how, people, how people see it, you, you think about being the best team in Austria is. Okay, but um, it's and it, from yesterday. Maybe he's here. Ask me in that direction, so they don't respect that really. And then you see how good they are, how good they were in the first game, how good they were against Napoli, against Genk. Anyway, um, and then you could come here as the current or whatever um, Champions League winner and misunderstand that situation. And I love it. I really love it that my team is so smart that they listen and that they put a shift in like that. Salzburg was unbelievable strong, especially in the first half, but we as well. So we were ready for that fight. And 
yeah, could have scored in the first half already, should have scored maybe. Um, in the second half then, it's not easy to keep that intensity. Yeah? So he scored the goals, could have scored more, but really massive respect for, for um, Chelsea and Salzburg, what they did. Jürgen, Moe scored arguably his most difficult chance of the evening. I just wonder, how do you explain that finish from where he was? Thank God I don't have to. Uh, so now one time back, it was for sure the most difficult situation he had tonight, but um, that's exactly what we have said about the team. Um, he played really well, but didn't score with situations we would expect him usually to score. And then staying on, uh, on track and making such a decisive and very difficult finish that says probably, again, much more about him than all the other goals he scored. So, so being really staying, in the staying concentrated, believe in the next moment, so that was brilliant. Very, very difficult goal, but sensational finish. Um, Herr Klopp, Sie sind jetzt äh, souveräner Tabellenführer in, in England, ähm, auch mehr als Gruppensieger durchgegangen. Sind Ihrer Mannschaft momentan überhaupt auf Grenzen gesetzt? Ja, leider ja. ja. So, ja. Also, das wäre wirklich, habe ich gut. Ich weiß nicht, ob man das messen könnte, wenn man so eine Maschine anschließt, aber ich habe nichts damit zu tun, keiner hat das Gefühl, wir fliegen. Keiner. Wir, was wir, das Gefühl, dass wir haben, wir müssen arbeiten. Und das tun wir. Die Zwischenstände, wir wollten weiterkommen. Vom ersten Grund, zweiten, das war in der gar nicht so wichtig. Wir wollten weiterkommen. Und Tabellenführer im Dezember ist jetzt auch nicht, stand auch nicht auf unserer Lebensplanliste, sondern wir wissen einfach, dass wir schaffen gerade eine Basis. Und die müssen wir dann auch nutzen. Und da sind wir dabei. So, ja, uns sind Grenzen gesetzt, aber wie die Jungs den Charakter, den die Jungs heute Abend wieder gezeigt haben, ähm, macht es leichter mit all den Schwierigkeiten, die uns da noch beforschen, einfach umzusetzen. Wir sind bereit, schwierigen, schwierigen Phasen entgegenzutreten, ähm, weil die Jungs diesen ausgewählten Charakter haben. So, the question was, now Liverpool is uh, the first in the championship in, in England, is the first uh, in the group now. The group stage. So, are there any limits to the team? The answer was yes. Of course, there are limits. We have to work hard to achieve what we want. Uh, we wanted to move on to the next uh, knockout phase. That was important, and it wasn't in our plan to be uh, leader of the championship in December. Um, but it's great to be there. But we need uh, to use. We, we need to use everything, and we need to work very hard. But yes, there are limits. And if we play like this, if the boys play like this, then it makes it easier for us, but they have to be ready and <coughs> try to achieve their goals always like they did tonight. Yeah, we saw um, Dan Lovren go off injured. Can you tell us anything about that injury and like it's a bad one? We hope that it's exactly the same like last time. We, we felt something and then we made a decision. So it's, um, yeah, it's of course not good, but we played really well. It was very important. <coughs> that, um, for how long it was, 60 minutes, 55 minutes, how long. Um, so we don't know in the moment more. So um, it felt similar like last time. Um, that's it. We have to see. Herr Klopp, wir haben eine sehr intensive, ein sehr intensives Spiel erlebt, glaube ich. Wie intensiv haben Sie es persönlich erlebt und hatten Sie immer das Gefühl, es könnte auch in die andere Richtung gehen? Ich hatte nicht das Gefühl, ich wusste das vom Spiel schon. Ich habe mich im Spiel gerade schon gefragt. Im Spiel mache ich mir auch keine Gedanken. Ich weiß das. Du musst deine eigenen Chancen nutzen, wenn das Spiel nicht entschieden ist. Wobei das selten vorkommt, dass es vom Schluss total ist. Dann, dann musst du dann deine eigenen 
Sachen machen, beteiligen, angreifen und sowas. Also ich denke nicht über solche Sachen nach, wenn man spielt. Und deswegen war ich nicht überrascht über die Intensität des Spiels. Das war genau das, was, was wir erwartet hatten. Der Start war intensiv, ja? die ersten zwei Bälle, aber dann hat, haben sowohl Huang als auch ähm, Haaland gemerkt, im Laufduell jetzt gegen Virtual ist dann auch was anderes. So, die, die Bälle waren sensationell gespielt, also dann haben wir es einfach in, in dem 1 gegen 1 Situation sensationell gut verteidigt. Wie gesagt, ähm, Jesse und sein Trainerteam haben die Mannschaft überragend angestellt. Das muss man einfach sagen. Das ist alles, wo du einen Ball, wenn du unter Druck bist gegen uns und du bist ja häufig gegen uns unter Druck, alles, wo du den Ball aber trotzdem noch hinspielen kannst, dann haben hingespielt. Das hat für uns richtig viele Laufwege, weil wir uns recht viele Laufwege geschaffen haben. Ähm, aber das ist ja das, was ich dann gesagt habe, das liebe ich bei meiner Mannschaft, dass wir bereit sind, diese Wege zu machen. Und in dem Moment, wo wir, wo wir angefangen haben, Fußball zu spielen, wir wollten in der Halbzeit, der Halbzeit gesagt, wir müssen, wir müssen ganz, ganz einfach spielen, weil, die, weil Salzburg springt mehr, uns mehr Wege an. Also die sind so aggressiv, nicht faulmäßig, sondern so im Anlauf, dass wenn wir schnell und einfach spielen, dann kommen wir in, in Top-Situationen. Das hat man dann gesehen. Bei der ersten Halbzeit schon so, aber vielleicht sind die Jungs nicht so aufgefallen. In der zweiten Halbzeit war es dann deutlich mehr geplant und dann, dann, dann haben sie den Kopf mehr oben gehabt und dann wird es super schwer für Salzburg. Ja. Wir haben super Kontermöglichkeiten gehabt, ich weiß gar nicht wie viele, die normal, wir haben in dem Spiel offensichtlich 21 Abschlüsse gehabt, ähm, was nicht so schlecht ist für ein Auswärtsspiel und die hätten 5, 6 Tore machen können, ja. das ist halt keiner beschweren wollen. Und, äh, deshalb alles gut, aber die Mannschaft war, also Salz war top eingestellt. So, the question was, we saw a very interesting game, a very intense game. How intense did you feel it uh, during the game? And did you have the feeling during the game that it might have ended differently? The answer was, well, I didn't have the feeling during the game. I knew it before, but during the game I really don't think about that. You, you need to use the opportunities that you have during the game. That's the, the stuff that you have to do during, during the game. I don't think about these things uh, during the game. They began great, they began very quick, but then... Um, Haaland and Huang saw that it's not as easy as they think to win uh, running against Virgil. But Jesse and his team, they worked greatly with their team and they gave them a fantastic attitude. They used what they could use, but we also played very well in the spaces. Um, when we started to play better, and uh, let's say not better, but when we started to play more intelligent and use these spaces that we had in the second half, then uh, we used our opportunities. Um, and in the second half, how we played it was very difficult for Salzburg. Um, I see here that we had 21 attempts on goal and we could have scored five or six times. So it was really difficult for Salzburg then in the second half. But once again, my, my highest respect for Jesse and his team. Very last question. Zwei ihrer Spieler sind ja ihre alte, waren ja heute in ihrer alten Wirkungsstätte, früheren Wirkungsstätte, Manet und Keta. Wie könnte das Leistungszeugnis für die beiden Bitte wie? Ihr Leistungszeugnis für die beiden, für Manet und Keta. Manet war ja ein ständiger Unruhe. Ja, und Nabi war auch in den stark, ja. So, hier werden tolle Spiele ausgebildet, offensichtlich. Ja. So, doch, <lacht> Spieler, ja, ist das so. the question was um, 
you played here with two players that uh, once played in Salzburg, um, Keita and, Sani, um, and Mane. So what do you think about their performance tonight? Well, apparently you're educating great players here in Salzburg. Both, I think, they played very well. And Nabi, we used him in the beginning a, a little bit on the wing, and then we changed our system from 4-3-3 to 4-4-1-1, and we used him in a 10 position, and he really played great. Both of them played great, so yeah, fantastic. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. So that's the view from the dugout and the press box. Now it's time for the view from the stands with Owen Thomas, Ross Strachan, Matt Whitty, Sam Planch and Steve Dawson. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Ooh, I love a good 2-0. This Liverpool team is so peachy. You could make a jam out of them. On a freezing night, when you're far from home, when the opposition is flying towards you like a berserker who has lost his mobile phone. I've seen many teams over the years crumble under this pressure, but not our Liverpool. Our Liverpool, our glorious Liverpool, sucks up your pressure and spits it back at you. This lovely Liverpool team sees your desire and raises your desire by going all in. And if you think you're hungry, this Liverpool team is famished. We will race you to the last chocolate that's hanging from the Christmas tree and you had better not get there first because if you do, we will probably bite your hand off to get to that chocolate and then we'll eat your hand as well. As I said before, I love a good 2-0. 2-0 is the perfect result, in my opinion. It means the game hasn't been easy, but you've managed to attack well. You've managed to get through twice, score twice, uh, and it also means that you've defended well. Kudos to Virgil, Allison, and our full-backs. Uh, I thought Lovren was okay, and, and well done to Joe Gomez when he came on as well. The back five or six, including the substitute, were terrific tonight. Uh, you know, against a very, very difficult team. I mean, um, not many teams in the Premier League have the attacking quartet of uh, that uh, Salzburg had. I mean, uh, and although Holland might be disappointed, nonetheless, I thought our defending was super. Superb. And well done in attack to Naby Keita and the front three. Uh, could have scored more, of course. Perhaps should have done. Uh, but with the impossible Salah finish. <laughs> Superb. And the, the majestic Sadio Mane clipping that ball up for Naby to head home. And what's this? Another clean sheet. Another victory. Three in a week now. 5-2. 3-0. 2-0. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. I'm so very delighted. This buzz, this feeling is going to last a long time and I can't wait for Watford on the weekend and I hope we're equally hungry there. We're so hungry. Well done. Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Salzburg-Villepool game. 
in the end, it turned out to be a routine 2-0 victory, but, you know, at times in that first half, we were, I think we were all getting a little bit nervy. Really good game of football. Classic away performance from Liverpool when was needed in the Champions League. And like I say, once the sec- once we got that goal in that second half, the result was never in doubt. But first half, huge credit to Tolsberg. They really, really had to go, especially, you know, the first... I'd say the first half an hour, I thought Tolsberg were absolutely excellent. Technically, very good side. Or front to back, I thought they, they technically, like I say, very good. Play the game the right way. You know, the front three of Minamino, Wang and Haaland, excellent, as good as good as I've seen all season, really. Really had to go, and they had some they had some chances. And but on the same respect, Liverpool had some chances in that first half as well. Salah's missed a couple of sitters. Cater's missed a good chance. You know, a lot of a lot of chances, real, real end to end game and Real good, real good game that first half, but like the nerves, but the nerves were jangling. I'm not gonna lie, the nerves were jangling because one goal, and we could have been going out of that Champions League. But why, why did I even, why did I even worry? Second half, I thought we were much better, a lot tighter at the back, a lot of just less chances created for them. Don't know if they tied a little bit, and obviously the first goal from Liverpool's totally knocked the stuffing out of them. Caters popped up with his second goal in two games. Thought he was excellent today. I've I've been a big critic of Cater, you know, personally to friends, and obviously I've criticised him on these podcasts. But I'm not going to criticise him there today. Thought he had a good game, put himself about, very good player in them pockets and in, in them holes, and yeah, thought he was good. Deserved his goal. So as soon as we've got the goal, it was left. It was, must have been a minute or so later. Salas got the second. Absolutely outrageous finish. From the tightest of angles on his wrong foot. Oh, all the chances Salah's had in that game. Must have had six, seven, or eight. Very, very good chances. He's he's put away the hardest one. It's 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 a crazy game, really. It just it just shows you what what can happen. But Salah could have had, like I say, a hat easily had a hat trick. Could have had four, five, six goals. But credit, a big credit to Salah. He kept going. He kept getting in the positions, and his goal, you know. Absolutely wonderful from a wonderful player, and long may he continue. Again on the Liverpool side, Sadio Mane is our best player now. He's he's unbelievable. Runs the show. His pace is constantly running at people, making people make challenges and making people think. I thought he was brilliant. His hunger for a goal today. He was very unlucky not to get a goal. Couple of good saves by their keeper and blocks towards the end. But yeah, I think Mane, man of the match possibly again. Henderson, again, I'll mention Henderson. Brilliant. Brilliant in that like, slightly deeper role again he's playing now where Firmino's out. Sorry, Firmino's out of the um, the game. So credits credits for everyone. Great performance by everyone. And like I say, it was very comfortable in the end, never in doubt. And I, I, I wasn't thinking that after the first 10 minutes. Salzburg again. I'll I'll just quickly mention their front three. I thought they were brilliant. Minamino, Wang, and Haaland. Surely we're going to see these players in the Premier League or you know in big leagues come next year. All technically fantastic players. You can see Haaland's a real handful. He's got a real eye for the goal. The other two lads, they slot into a lot of sides. They they were a constant threat, and you know, credit to them. 
and hopefully we will see them at some point. But yeah, top of the group, good results in the end. That that's happened. Hopefully we'll get a slightly easier draw in the knockout stage. But you know when it gets to the knockout stage, don't fear anyone. I'll say it's almost better sometimes when we get the big boys. So bring it on. Knockout stage of the Champions League that can be put to bed now. We'll look forward to that in the new year, and we concentrate now on the league and. That's all we can do. Huge games coming up every few days. Wouldn't have it any other way, like I say. Come on, Liverpool. Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's 2-0 away win against Red Bull Salzburg this evening that sent us through to the knockout stages of the Champions League, top of the group. Well, that was a pretty bonkers game, particularly the first half. It was completely end-to-end and really felt like a knockout game like we tend to tend to do tend to make them into in our in our qualification in the group stages um i mean i mean red bull were in twice within 50 or 60 seconds um and van dyke cut them out uh brilliantly it was yeah completely one end of the pitch to the other and you wouldn't have been surprised if it was three all, four all, five all at half time. It was just that kind of game. It was completely, it was like two heavyweight boxers just trading um, punches, uh, try, trying to trade the knockout punch. Um, and it was really, really stressful. And obviously, Napoli at the same time were were racking up the goals um, at home to to Genk as we as we expected. So for for obviously an hour we were. Um, teetering on on the brink, um, but I'd say that in the in the second half um, we started to get a lot more control, and even you know even in the first half I, th- I thought that um, Red Bull had obviously you know more of the more of the play and more of the chances, um, but we created some incredible chances, um, and over the over the ninety minutes it could have easily been you know you know seven or eight goals that we could have scored. It really was that 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 kind of game and the the breakthrough came courtesy of a of a Mane to Cater um Cater Mane crossing it to Cater who who nodded in I've got to say that although those players perhaps know this uh, know this uh, know this club pretty well and the uh, the, uh, the 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 chances of a Cater header being the opener I would have thought were fairly slim but that was what it took and I thought from that moment on we never really really looked back and you know Mane and Salah and Salah in particular just had so many chances. I mean, three or four chances where you just expect him to to slot it, um, and he didn't. And then the chance that Salah did score was just incredible. You know, running past the keeper, he had, he had a much easier one to take it around the keeper before that, where he on it on his left foot just didn't didn't um, just couldn't take it past the keeper. The keeper did really well to to come out and get an arm to it, but you're just thinking, why why give the keeper a chance? And you just expect him to score. He didn't. And the one he did score, running full pelt, knocked it round on his right hand side. He's really wide, barely in the area, and just slots it into the side netting on the opposite side. It was just a brilliant finish. And from then on, you knew that was it. So yeah, it was it was really entertaining. Um, a little bit stressful for the first uh, forty five minutes and the first few minutes of the second half, but but job done. Um, yeah, I thought Van Dijk made some excellent interceptions. Um, sorry that Lovren was injured. Um, hopefully, not too not too serious because um, he's had quite a long run 
in the team compared to the number of games he can normally normally play. I thought Robbo and uh, Trent Alexander Arnold were were excellent, um, uh, as was uh, as was Mane, um, and I thought that uh, Henderson was uh, was just brilliant again. I thought he was he was superb um, against Bournemouth, and he just continued that that brilliant form today. I thought he was just his, his passing was brilliant. He just works so hard, um, and it's just great to see him getting there. The recognition finally that his performances have deserved. I mean, if we'd signed signed a player, um, you know, if we'd signed him this year, and he was performing like he is he, he is now, um, everyone will be raving about him. So uh, he deserves all the plaudits that that come his way after that. Okay, so the lads are away from home. Last game of the group, and we needing to qualify. Ironically, we got more points this time than we did last year when we qualified, and we lost three away games in the group. But one enough home games uh, tonight. We needed the door. I was a bit um, nervous about the game. You know they've got a good record at home, um, and I thought the way they started, all credit to them. They threw everything at us. Uh, we did look a bit open in, in the midfield there at the start, but um, even for their good starts, we had the better chances in the first half. Um, Salah could have had five or six in the whole game, couldn't he? Um, other players were were um, in the same boat in terms of missing chances and everything. But I think what you've just got to say, I mean, the second half was phenomenal, you know. I think you've just got to say how great this Liverpool side are. I mean, you know, we keep breaking, we're breaking records now every week, you know. Um, you know whether it's like how many games we're going on the trot or how many points we've got or how long we haven't lost at Anfield or, you know. <laughs> Jürgen Klopp at the end of the day has got us to two European finals on the trot. I seen one. I seen one uh, stat before that you know we we've actually uh, been to more European cup finals in the last two years than we've lost games. You know, and just yeah, things like that. It's like, just phenomenal. It's a special team to watch. Yeah, they've got a little bit of everything, and I think now you know what you're getting is uh, you can't get in teams where when they're, they're not playing. You can soak. I think what what's happened here now that 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 much of a determined group, hungry group, and ambitious group of, of players that they just want to be on that pitch. Um, and they raised the game. You know, Lovren's raised this game. Uh, I'm not his biggest fan. I'm still not. I think long term, but he's raised this game. He's done a, a job for us when we've needed him. Naby Keita's raised this game. Um, what we said, I've said on these podies quite a lot that. Um, you know, Keith has got the ability in there. You know, whether it can come out um, in terms of the mentality and the strength. And he's proved in the last couple of games, he's got to do this consistently now. But, but you know, he's done well lately. Um, he's, he's again something different in that midfield. He can probe, he's clever, he's got quick feet, a good touch. He can arrive late in the box, play killer balls, whereas Chamberlain's something a bit different. Again, he can run with the ball. It long shots from outside the box. Then you've got Milner, Wijnaldum and Anderson who are all pretty much the same in terms of workhorse. And I think Fabinho, who's more of a modern-day um, specialist defensive midfielder who can spray the ball, win the ball um, and be in the right position and be strong. So there's a good balance in midfield, but I still don't think there's enough goals. But they are, you know, they are improving. And what Klopp's doing, he's squeezing all the juice he can out of, the, out of all of them. He's getting the best out of everyone. And uh, it's it's absolutely tremendous to be honest. 
And you know, all up, all, the only other thing I'm going to say is that um, we we really, really, really need to appreciate this team. You know, you can take things for granted and everything. The facts are, we're doing this while there's some top teams around. There always is in the Champions League, but Man City, you know, make make no mistake, they're a monster of a team. And okay, they've they've lost a few this season, but they're always going to put pressure on Leicester. They're doing a good start and. And, you know, how many points we got that last season and this season, you just need to get it home now. So we can put this to bed now till February. You just got to go on to the next game. It's going to be another toughie. Every game's tough. You know, we've got a new manager starting at Watford now, Pearson. You know, he's gonna, they're not going to give us an inch, are So we've got to navigate our way past that. Um, and then, you know, you've got the, the Club Cup games coming up. You've got a, a Villa a game in the, in the League Cup. You've got Leicester Boxing Day, which I think is the biggie. And what was it? All these games, sandwiched in eleven days, you know, um, and Wolves as well, just after Crimbo. So, yeah, one at a time, one at a time, and and just keep doing what we're doing. But the mentality, like I say, the hunger, the mentality, the determination, and the sort of camaraderie of this group is something that's set. That's what's setting this team uh, far and away different from the teams in the last thirty years who haven't managed to win the league. I think. Um, you know, it's early days, we haven't won it yet, but they've got, a, I can see qualities there that they've got that the others didn't have. Some of the other teams, you could have won it loads of times, to be honest. Some of the other teams had loads of ability. They make no mistake about that, there was loads of them. Um, Evans, Julier, Benitez, Rodgers, Klopp, all, they all had teams that had really good ability, but they didn't have that mental strength, they didn't have that togetherness to hunger, determination and... and that's what's going to see us through. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-0 away win against RB Salzburg on match day six of the Champions League. I was really pleased with the team selection for the first time, I think, this season. Um, I was in 100% agreement with Jurgen Klopp. Um, it, was, it seemed nailed on, didn't it, this one? Because he, he loves in the big games to play his favourite three in the midfield. They're very reliable. James Milner, Jordan Henderson, Jeannie Wijnaldum. But I think as fans, we, we like to see something a little bit more positive slip in a midfielder who's a little bit more attack-minded. Um, with Milner having played the two previous games, I think um, what I wanted to see was either Oxlade-Chamberlain or preferably Naby Keita come in. That's exactly what happened. You saw the lineup. Uh, Naby Keita, I think, won his place based on a, a super game that he had. At the weekend, so I was really positive uh, going into this one, knowing that we only needed a draw, but there was every chance that we'd score goals um, with with that sort of lineup. So that looked great to me. Um, looked as if we were going to have a, a a good game with um, a nice buoyant start, but my goodness, it was it was quite the opposite. They really came at us, and they had to. Let's face it, they needed to score, they needed to win. A draw was never going to be good enough for them. And uh, they really did tear at us. My daughter has a habit of of screaming whenever the opposition are sort of clean through on the Liverpool goal. And here in Singapore at 2.30 in the morning, I'm sure that didn't please the other people in the house or our neighbours uh, very much. But it was one of those, it was one of those halves, wasn't it? First 45 minutes, they really did put us to the sword at times. Uh, Alison Becker, without having to make a... a extraordinary saves was was very busy and he was positioned himself very well was in the right place at the right time and 
never really made it look as if we were under severe threat. But in the first five minutes or so, Virgil van Dijk made two interceptions. And had it he not been there, it may well be that we'd have been one or two goals down very, very early on. And that would have put a completely different complexion on the contest. But he's so strong, um, so quick reads the game so very, very well that he turned what could have been a very dangerous situation on, on two or three occasions into into nothing much, just snuffing out the attack with the greatest of ease. He really is a, a superb player. And then eventually the goals came for Liverpool after we, we quelled that first half assault that they, uh, that they gave us. Um, a word about the, the two goal scorers. I, I was so pleased for Naby Keita. Um, I mean, I really do look to him as being a member of what is likely to be our best eleven. But he needs that run in the side to convince all of us, to convince the manager that he's that he's up to it. And his time, as we know, has been so disrupted by injuries, and then getting a back to match fitness, and then getting a, a run in the team. I really hope that this busy December is the opportunity for him. I don't see him playing every game. I don't think that would be sensible. We've got too many games over too short a period of time for that to happen. But he's he's shown his value, uh, that he can get in goal-scoring positions, um, that he can uh, win the ball and just make those bursting runs forward, that little bit of, of energy in uh, with an attacking frame of mind that we that we don't quite have. Uh, from all of our midfielders. He plays that specific role and I think he does it really well. So really, really pleased for him. Mo Salah, on the other hand, I mean, I've I've said this before to friends of mine, it, there's nobody in the Liverpool squad that makes me turn the air blue more often than Mo Salah. By my reckoning, he missed six chances, including a free kick that he, that he put uh, shamefully over the bar. I mean... I just find him so frustrating at times. And people will say, well, he gets into the position to score goals and he and he's so bothersome for a defence. He's constantly a, a threat to the to the opposition defenders. But he just misses so many for me. I do find him very frustrating. And you might remember there was an episode of about three minutes left where um, Liverpool were on a break and he could have run onto it, but he left it for, I think it was Trent, and ran inside, but really very naively just ran directly into an offside position. The ball in the end fell to Sadio Mane instead, um, thankfully, because Mo Salah was definitely offside. I, I've got a feeling that Mane perhaps was as well. And in the end, it came to nothing. And you saw Jurgen Kopp was furious on the sidelines after that. So, yeah, it does make me a little bit upset from time to time. But then... He will score that impossible goal, won't he? I mean, if you if you look at the goals that Liverpool have scored over the last three years and and uh, take the ones where the the xG, the expected goal, was at its very lowest, it, Mo Salah is the one that seems to convert them. I mean, how he put that ball in from that such an acute angle, I really don't know. And with his right foot as well, for a left-footed player, it was really quite a remarkable finish and. I mean, you've got to be satisfied. If he misses six and scores one every game, Liverpool will probably be on their way to great success. But, um, yeah, it's one of those players that makes you frustrated but then makes you smile. You can't help but love him in the end. 
big win for us. We're top of the table. And that means that theoretically we should get a favourable draw uh, in the next round. And um, I'm, I'm pretty upbeat that we can not only dominate domestically, but we can do good things in Europe too this season. So great win. Very enjoyable. Galasahi on Twitter. G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.